Thanks for downloading this podcast from The Rock of York. We hope it inspires you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Rock of York, or search for The Rock of York on Facebook. And of course, there's the website at www.rockofyork.co.uk. But you probably already knew that. Here's something you might not know. Anybody offended? I thought not. All right, I've got my phone with me, so if there's any uh, trouble, I'm ready to phone there. Okay, Eunice, where's Eunice? Bit of that, anything. All right, just thinking today, isn't it strange how, how, how come that we feel comfortable about a little fat man with a long white beard... Entering people's houses unannounced and under the cover of darkness. Hey, Sarah. Good job we're not starting this now, isn't it? <laughs> and even worse, going into our kids' bedrooms unaccompanied, Jenny. About that. So, so what is it about, about this deal with Father Christmas, Santa presence and all that, that that so grabs our attention. Do you know, the same phenomenons, phenomenon, 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 the same phenomenon is happening right now, even tonight, by people who are at the View Cinema watching Star Wars. It's the same phenomenon. And uh, we've witnessed the same phenomenon with, with the Harry Potter films. And, um, and uh, the Narnia series of films by C.S. Lewis. And um, uh, Lord of the Rings, same thing. See, could it be that, that our world, with no mystery, no miracles, no fantasy, no magic, is a poorer world... And that its people are poorer because of it. And actually we sense that. So we're looking for that little bit of something that could be true, might be true, possibly could be true. And, 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 and light triumphs over dark and good triumphs over evil. And, and we're all kind of looking for that and, and Christmas is, is a part of it. Because somehow we think, could it be just maybe... I, I was really upset when I... I kind of always knew there was no Santa. But the day I was... Con- Kids, shut your ears. The day, I was, the day I was confronted with the truth... Now, for those of you... For those... When... When, when I found out the truth at 40, <laughs> it was rather distressing. See, I think for all of us, some things we'd rather believe, wouldn't we? We kind of wish it was completely true because something inside us is looking for mystery. It's looking for magic. It, it, it's looking for fantasy. It's looking for what I would call, as a, as a minister of the gospel, miracle. So, is it then that 
something inside of very real triggers at this time of year. And we kind of hope that it's really true. Now, let me dispel one thing. Over the years, uh, Santa and God have become confused and mingled together. Okay? Um, because we are told that Santa brings toys to good boys and girls. And if you've been naughty, the visit's off. In fact, we scare kids after death by saying he's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty or nice. Now, if that's true, Santa Claus is not kind. Because to give gifts to kids who've been good is not an act of kindness. I therefore propose to you that God and Jesus are not God and Santa are not the same person and that actually God if you really get to know him is much nicer than Santa. I'll be back later. I want to talk to you just a couple of minutes again about wonder and mystery and, and miracle. I've got a picture to show you uh, in a minute. Um, yesterday was an interesting day for me because um, it marked the closure of the last deep coal mine in, in Britain, which uh, for me was a kind of sad day because my father was a coal miner. My two grandfathers were coal miners. All my great-grandfathers were coal miners. All my uncles were coal miners. All my great-uncles were coal miners. All my great-great-uncles were coal miners. Now, there should be a song, but I could only think of I was a coal miner's daughter, and I figured that might not... That might cause conversations that go well beyond tonight. So, have you got a picture there, guys? So, that's my father on the left. Well, he's on my left, the little chubby guy. That's his sister, Francis, next to him, and older brother, Bill. Look at the colour of their knees. Their, their, their clothes. That You can only get looking like that in a coal mining village. In 1957, uh, almost a year after I was born, my father uh, had an accident in the mine. The roof fell on my father. One of his uncles was killed in that accident. My father miraculously escaped. Nobody knows how, but he did. Just 18 months later, in 1959, my father was down the same pit on a different coal face, and the roof fell in on him again, and he was buried for the second time in 18 months. It's an amazing story, but miraculously, he survived and he lived, but he had to leave the coal mines and couldn't find work when that's all you've ever done. And if you ever lived when coal was in its heyday, which I did in South Yorkshire, other jobs were hard to come by because everything was coal-related. My father came to York one weekend because there was a special meeting in what was the forerunner of this church, which met in a building just round the corner on Bishop Hill. And uh, in that meeting, my father was asked by the then pastor of the church, have you ever considered moving to York? To which his answer was, no, absolutely not. 
But unbeknown to him, in the meeting, there was a lady who went to the pastor and said, whoever that young man was and his wife, uh, would you tell them that if they move to York, I will buy them a house and they can pay me back whenever possible at how much they can afford, taking how long they ever need, at no interest. This woman had never met my father or my mother, but in that moment, there was an angel singing a song, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, unto you is born this day in the city of York. And so my father um, took that offer and came here under that kindness, that, that little miracle in his life, and so a little boy moved to York at six years of age, that was yours truly. And little be known to me, this became my Bethlehem because it put me on a collision course with destiny that would have never happened apart from that little miracle, that little mystery, that little bit of magic, that little bit of wonder. Because you see, I now lead the church that my mum and dad sat in in that time in 1962 where that woman said, I will buy you a house, is now the church that has now become the rock, which I now lead. It was a collision course with destiny. It was my special miracle. It was my absurd miracle. It was a new birth for me that put me standing here talking to you today. Now, I appreciate it was improbable. It was unplanned. It was totally unexpected. But you could argue that it was possible. Strange, but possible. But what about the seemingly impossible? I'll talk to you about that next time. All right, so let me close out my little trilogy of, uh, of talks to you by, by completing the circle. Um, we talked about how a world without mystery and miracle and magic is a poorer world. And uh, how I've encountered it, one of the times was when this angel appeared and my Bethlehem became here. And, but one could argue that was possible. So there's this thing in the Christmas story that is the virgin birth, which tends to be the sticking point because all the other stuff you can kind of figure. But this thing had to be a miracle or a lie. So how, how does a teenage Jewish girl get pregnant without ever having sex with the man? How, how does that girl when she becomes pregnant, explain to the boyfriend who she's engaged to that she got pregnant and God did it. It all gets a little messy and a little difficult, but, but the truth is that the virgin birth is the core of the Christmas message. And I propose to you the reason that it's at the core of the, the Christmas message is because it's telling ordinary people like you and me, just like with ordinary people like Mary and Joseph, that things can happen outside of the boundaries of natural process. We call that magic. We call that mystery. We call that miracle. 
It's the reason we like to believe in Santa. It's the reason we go watch Star Wars. It's the reason we visit Narnia. It's the reason we like Lord of the Rings because we're all kind of hoping that somehow in there is the mystery, the wonder, the magic, the miracle. That's why at the core of the Christmas message is the virgin birth. Something you can't make happen by any level of natural effort, but it has to occur by something beyond and more powerful than you. That's why the Christmas message is so amazing. Santa might be great, but this is better. Santa might bring toys to good girls and boys, but the one who sent this person sends gifts to girls and boys who are now grown up who are not good. And he does it in a way that says, at the core of this, something can happen to ordinary people that goes beyond the boundaries of natural process. So, is there a point in life for all of us where it's not about what you can prove, but about what you're willing to believe. I propose to you that this same miracle still happens today, but not because of what you think you can prove, but by what you're willing to choose to believe. It's where extraordinary things happen to ordinary people like me and you. It's where something gets born inside of you and you get born into something you never expected and your life is changed forever. That's the miracle of Christmas, which if this is true, is not a story. It's a reality. And it happened so that it could become your reality. I pray tonight you receive the reality that makes something happen beyond the boundaries of natural process. It's the miracle of new birth. It's the miracle of the same baby of Bethlehem born in you and you born in it and your miracle beginning today. It can happen for all who believe. The question is, will you believe? Thanks for listening. You might not be aware that The Rock is funded completely through donations from people like yourself. So if you feel like you're part of our community, it would be great if you could make a contribution by visiting our website at www.rockofyork.co.uk and just click on the donate button for more information. Thanks again. Thanks again.